Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Brendan Escott and Cam Moon with you today. The Oilers, along with the regular host of this program, Bob Stoffer, flying down to Los Angeles this afternoon. Game six tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, here on these very airwaves. Our coverage starting just after the 6 o'clock news read. We'll have the face-off show. Reminder that uh, some guests of the program receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Chris and Chef Altoff that Oilers now sent you. Always love an opportunity to talk to our next guest. He joins us each week for Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. We welcome Elliot Friedman back to the show. Elliot, you're on with Brendan and Cam. How's it going? Good, guys. How are you guys doing? We're doing excellent. It's been kind of a a, a weird lull here, as I'm sure you can imagine, after such a high from that win in Game 5. And then, uh, well, nothing to do but twiddle our thumbs for three consecutive days. But, uh, c'est la vie, I'm sure both teams are happy to have a little extra rest. Yeah, I think that I'm sure... I'm sure uh, L.A. is happy with it. I bet you the Oilers were like, we want to play right away. Nobody wants three days off and um i mean now you're you're probably sitting there you're looking if edmonton wins their next opponent's gonna have a few days off themselves so i'm sure the others are like let's get this going let's try to get this done so we can move on and get ready for vegas three days off man that's a long time yeah it is <laughs> especially like in the middle of a series you'd understand if it's in between series but yeah in the middle of it it's not what you expect from the outside nope. looking in, Elliot, uh, your thoughts on this series so far? Well, you know, I, I don't think I don't think anyone's surprised. We're we're six games, and it's been a really tight series. Uh, you know, I think that I thought that the Kings' depth players were better early. Um, look, I think you need three things to win a series. I think you need go- good goaltending. I think you need star players playing at the top of their game, and I think you need depth. And I thought that. Early in the series, the, the Kings' depth players were really outplaying Edmonton's depth players, and it was a big reason the Kings were up early. And then, uh, since then, I think Edmonton's depth guys, Hyman, Kane uh, in particular, uh, have really started to outplay the Kings' depth players. Like, I was never worried about McDavid. I know his numbers weren't there, but it's Connor freaking McDavid. Like, I, I just don't worry about the guy. And I, so I, I never was concerned there. And, uh, you know, I, I think the amazing thing now is, and I completely agree with the decision to go back to Stuart Skinner for game five, but if, if you guys do close this out, one of the biggest storylines is that Jack Campbell gave you, you know, 45 minutes, 50 minutes that you absolutely needed. And he gave you the jolt and he made the saves. And, you know, Cam, you played the position. It wasn't the most technically sound performance I've ever seen before, but he stopped the pucks. 
And uh, I think that's a huge difference maker in this series so far. Yeah, it looked a little like road hockey at times when he was in there. <laughs> that's okay. Kept it out of yeah. the net. They don't ask you how. They ask you how many. Exactly. Skinner, uh, though, and, and we have seen him demonstrate mental toughness throughout his career, I would suggest, even before getting to the NHL. It would take a lot for a goaltender to go on the kind of winning streak he did with Bakersfield even before getting to this level. So we know that mentally he's a he's a soldier, and I was just really yeah. impressed by his ability to bounce back without issue in that game and in the pressure cooker that is the playoffs. Yeah, you know, I'm not surprised. I think that you know, when you have a road to the NHL that's not exactly a linear like he's had, I, I think that toughens you up for things like this. Um, I, I wasn't surprised he bounced back. Like like that, you know, like, you know, I, I thought he did a really nice job uh, stabilizing himself in, in game number five. That first period didn't go the way either he or Corpusalo would have wanted it. He stabilized himself. He did the job. I thought Skinner was the right call for game five. I can only judge as I would judge myself. That's the same call I would have made. And I thought he was, uh, like, in this series, you don't have to be Patrick Waugh. You know, you don't have to be that or Dominic Hoshek. You have to be one save better than the other guy. And I think and I and I think Skinner's been good enough to do that. And I think he's gonna be in a position to be good enough to do that again tomorrow night. Matias Ekholm, since he's come to Edmonton, is it just looks like a perfect fit. And in the playoffs, yep. Elliot, it looks like that is only uh, only compounding so far. What do you think? Well, I, I think Ekholm has been spectacular. I think of all the trades that were made this year at the deadline, that's the one that's been the best. That's the one that, that as you said, the fit on and the off the ice has been very good. I have no doubt that as Edmonton fell behind in this series, he was just as valuable behind the scenes, uh, stabilizing things. Um, you know, I know he gets a lot of credit for what's happened with Bouchard. He's, he's definitely Bouchard has definitely become a more confident player. I think that's two things. I think that's the increased role and responsibility he's been given, and I think it's also just the fact that he's paired with that guy. So uh, obviously, I think Ackholm has been huge for your team. The way that uh, the way that the power play has dominated after the year that they had, I, I really think Elliot that this is probably the most I've seen another team try to avoid taking a penalty, and and you don't have an option. I think it's is it eight for fourteen, Cam, that they're yeah. still functioning at. Like it's it's mm-hmm. preposterous. Like you're better off to just you know get scored on almost, and then get the puck back and and start again. Yeah. So uh, I guess I say to you, like, how much in your opinion has that factor? into LA's you know they can't really muck it up as much as I'm sure they'd like to because Edmonton's power play has just been automatic well I I think that they deserve a lot of credit uh, the Oilers because I've seen a lot of situations like one thing has plagued Toronto over the last few years is that they get into the playoffs and their power play really drops but this year uh, power plays have done very well in the playoffs particularly yours um, it's a, it's a huge weapon. Um, I don't know that I would say that it scared LA off at all. I think you have to be aware of it, but I just don't think LA is going to be an effective team if they're not aggressive. And uh, you know, I, I think I think when you play the Oilers, you can't be afraid. 
because then you're going to get picked apart at even strength. I think I, I think LA is a pretty disciplined team uh, generally. Um, I think they they know where they're supposed to be on the ice. They generally stick to that. Um, you know, the wild thing about some of the diving that BX have called out early in the series was LA was one of those teams that had no diving penalties all year. And then there was some stuff happening that we were looking at and going, wow, like that seems unusual for them. But, um, you know, I, I think this, I, I think, I'm sure, like I, like I said with, with, uh, with Bob last week, you know, McDavid got two penalties called against him in the first period of the first game. And I pointed that out, and then all of a sudden they're, they're stopping penalties called against them, and people were like, don't do that. Uh, like, I, I, th- I think we all know there's probably not as many penalties that as, as everyone would like called, especially Oilers fans. But in the playoffs, you're going to have to fight through a lot of stuff. And, you know, the one thing about the Oilers is I think now they're dangerous at both even strength and with the man advantage, and that's going to make them awfully tough to beat. Absolutely. I, I think the the physical play that the Oilers and the Kings, for that matter, have brought to this series has been important throughout games. But that mm-hmm. there's some there's a heaviness there. And whether that's Evander Kane or Clem Costin or Nick Bugstad or uh, Darnell Nurse or Matthias Eckholm, like it just seems to me, Elliot, uh, with the additions of Eckholm and Bugstad, and you know having mm-hmm. a, a healthy Evander Kane, that uh, this team's playing a lot heavier game than maybe they did a year ago. Well, I just think that the Oilers are a team that's not going to get pushed around. I think, like you know, Bugstad's an interesting guy to me because he's a big guy physically, like he's tall and he's strong. But he's never had the reputation of being a guy who plays overly physically. Like last year, the Wild didn't even play him in the playoffs, which caught me by surprise when I was first reminded me of it. Um, But like the thing is, obviously, he's more comfortable here. I think the one thing someone said to me is that, you know, you don't you don't have to run over people if it's not your way. I mean, people would prefer if you did. But if it, but if, but at least you can't you can't back down, and you have to be willing to use your strength to your advantages, and that means like win puck battles, get to positions you need to get to, and so far he's done that. But you know, I think in general, in the names you mentioned, like you know, like even some of the names that you you haven't mentioned yet, like Derek Ryan, he's not the biggest strongest guy, but he's not afraid to go where he needs to go. And I think a lot of times toughness is as much about attitude as it is about, you know, willing to fight someone or something like that. And I think you guys have a certain attitude about the way you play that physically you're going to lean on people and you're not going to be pushed around. It's a really astute point, Elliot, and I don't think that attitude was there in January, and I think that as they got Kane back and made some of these additions that they felt quite emboldened by that. Now, I, I want to go around the league because we finally had a team get eliminated last night, and boy, it was in a fashion that sure pissed their coach off, um, to say the least. And now, you got to look at the situation, obviously, and say, okay, so Paul Maurice last year sort of walked out and said, I've done everything I can with this group here. Uh, it's time for someone else. And you get a coach who is a serious reputation as a player's coach. And he was as exasperated as I've heard any coach not named John Tortorella, Elliot. So what happened to Winnipeg last night? Why was there no urgency in that game? 
You know, it's a great question, Brandon, because I thought they showed a lot of urgency in games three and four. You know, they lost Morrissey on the second shift of game three. They were down four to one, and they took that game to double overtime and lost on a bad bounce. And if you look at game four, they lost Shifley on the second shift, and they lost, you know, four to two on an empty netter with 15 seconds left, and I thought they played really hard. Like, I don't think there's – and I think that's the thing. Like, I thought game five was much different than games three and four were. And maybe it was that they gave up the goal in the first minute of the first period. But also, if you look at the Mark Stone goal, which was the 2 nothing goal, in the first minute of the second period, like, the puck goes in the air and he basically goes through four people and scores. And maybe the Jets felt that without all those guys and Ehlers playing hurt, they just couldn't win. Um, but I think an old-school guy like Bonus is going to tell you, even if you lose, take a bite out of somebody. And I think people can understand if you lose, but you play hard, which I thought the Jets did up until last night. But what they can't tolerate is losing and not playing hard. Um, I think, look, I, I think the Jets have some big decisions to make. You know, the calendar dictates it. Shifley's got one year left. Dubois got one year left. Wheeler's got one year left. Hellebuck's got one year left. You know, they're going to have to make some big choices on where some of these players are going. And those players are going to have to make big choices, too. Do they want to stay in Winnipeg? Or, like Dubois made it very clear, he's likely going elsewhere. How do some of these other players feel? So this could be a real summer of change in Winnipeg. And, you know, I agree that last night they went down quietly. um, But I thought, but the weird thing to me was up until that point, I thought they fought pretty hard. What isn't lost on me, Elliot, in that series was the play of uh, former Oil King Laurent Brossois. I, I thought, you know, throughout that series, he played pretty well. You know, Cam, if you would have told me going in that he would have outplayed Hellebuck, I wouldn't have believed you. But he did. Yeah, he did. I, I Good for him. I mean, that was... <laughs> yeah, good for him. Like, yeah. he earned it. He like, earned it, exactly. What a... It. A uh, yep. season with the injury and, and battle back from the American League and, and Vegas with you know, five different goaltenders that won games for him this year. Uh, what did you think yep. of Vegas in that first round, Elliot? I thought they were really good, especially at even strength. I thought, that, like, I thought, like, to me in the first round, Petrangelo's been one of the best players for any team. I, like, I thought he was, I thought he was really good. And, um, you know, I thought I thought Stone was good. I thought Stevenson was good. I thought Eichel started nervous and then got good. Um, you know, if you guys play them, it's going to be a hell of a series. Like, it's just going to be – like, that's that to me is a Stanley Cup final, and we're going to get it in the second round if you guys close out L.A. Um, like, again, like, I thought that in, in when they went to Winnipeg for game three – on the first shift, Lowry ran Stone, and Kolasar came off the bench and went right for Lowry. Clean, but he went right for him. And I think they're similar, that they, they don't get pushed around. They're a really tough team. Um, you know, I mean, again, Brassois-Skinner would be an interesting matchup. Um, I think, it would, to me, it would be an incredible series. An incredible, very evenly matched series. And, like, I, I just think that the, the guy who's going to have the biggest – I mean, the guy who's going to have the biggest say is McDavid. And the, the guy who would have the second biggest say would be Dreisaitl. But I think that 
the guy from Vegas will have the biggest say will be Petrangelo. I think based on the way he played in the first round, man, he's, he's coming in at the top of his game. I want to have time to go around a couple other series here. Uh, first, let's go to Seattle. Up 3-2. They've got a chance to advance tonight at home, Elliot. How have they gotten this done against the defending Stanley Cup champions, who I understand are a little beat up right now? But Well, I, I, think, I think that's one thing, and I have no doubt the best player on the ice tonight is going to be Makar. I mean, he, he probably would be anyway, but he's going to be in pissed-off mode. Um I, I think you know the one thing about the 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 Kraken is you know they lost McCann that's a huge loss but they're deep and they're fast like that's the one thing they're they're disciplined too they they stick to their system they come at you in waves they're a really fast team like they 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 were a plotting team last year and they really changed that but the biggest thing for me is you don't win without goaltending and and Grubauer I think was like an 895 guy in the regular season he's 9:15 now like in terms of just the way he's played no goaltender in the first round has taken a bigger jump from the way he played in the regular season to the way he's playing now so that's a, that's a huge factor i mean colorado's depth has really been hammered uh no landeskog no nachushkin um i think that's really affected them too they're not as deep as they were the, the Avalanche have the best top-end talent, but the Kraken are getting goals from everywhere and they're be- getting better goaltending. That's why they're ahead. It's not a fluke. They've earned it. Florida Panthers are hanging around. Gonna, yeah, you know. Are they, are they just? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like I have to say, like the other night, and this is part of playoff hockey, Bobrovsky won that game for them. They were outshot, what, like 47-25 or something like that. Bobrovsky played great, uh, and Kachuk pounced on the mistake in overtime. Um, they, but you know, what I'll say this: the Panthers' two games in Florida, they were they were bad. Like they they have to be a lot better tonight. I think the Bruins won't panic; they're too mature. Like to me, this is this has got to be another big Bobrovsky night for them. Has to be. The last question is about uh, the Leafs, of course, who uh, lost yeah. a- another elimination game, but uh, but still some time here to do away with Tampa. You know they would have liked to have done it in front of the home fans last night. Uh, just give me a thought on that game and sort of what you expect the rest of the way here. Well, you know, like I, I, I can't think anybody should be surprised. Like Tampa wasn't going to go down easy. Um, you know, this was a very confident city going into yesterday's game. I, I don't know that I've seen these fans as confident as they were before, as they were yesterday too often before. Um, but, you know, they got beat. To me, like, to me, this is a tempo series. The faster it goes, the better it is for Toronto. And when this series has been fast, I think they've been really good. Um, but... You know, Tampa last night, they were hard on pucks. They didn't let Toronto get going. They won a lot of battles. And and the goalie was a lot better. Like, I didn't like the goal that Vasilevsky gave up. And when Toronto scored that one, I was like, uh-oh. But later in the first period, he made some huge saves. He also stopped Marner on a breakaway. Like, Vasilevsky showed up last night. And, you know, we'll see how that much that changes in the series. I, I still think Toronto's in a good place. Sometimes I think that it almost becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy with Toronto. The history gets brought up and everybody shrinks into a corner. But I, I do think this team is different. 
but I've yet to be proven right on that. And until they win that fourth game, you know, that's just the way it's going to be here. Great stuff, Elliot. Always appreciate your time on a Friday afternoon. Enjoy the four elimination games tonight. All right. Thanks very much. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I hope uh, I hope Bob doesn't have uh, too many daiquiris in L.A. Live this afternoon. All right. We'll keep tabs on that. Thanks, Elliot. Talk to you later. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. All right. So I know we're making Derek uh, Scott work behind the board there. So we'll get to a break. We'll have some time when we come back. Yes, we will. All right. I got the thumbs up. Brendan Escott, Cam Moon in the driver's seat today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Get to the Oilers now. Injury report. It's brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Matthias Janmark still nursing a lower body injury. He did skate after practice yesterday, but uh, no word on whether he will travel with the team. And because, frankly, there's some uncertainty as to whether they'll end up going straight to Vegas or uh, coming back home. It depends on whether they win the game tomorrow night. As for Los Angeles, Blake Lazat had been dealing with a lower body injury, but he was practicing, and it sounds like he will, in fact, play tomorrow. He spoke with the media today, and Arthur Kaliev missed Game 5 with an illness, but I suspect he'll be back to full health as well. We will uh, we'll shift gears a little bit. We'll connect with Sam Cosentino, talk hockey, baseball, junior hockey, all of the above when we come back after a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn.